0: Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we're talking to Jared Krause from buyingonlinebusinesses.com. We're talking about a slightly different type of topic to what we'd normally talk about. Here we're talking about buying online businesses and in this episode we talk about some really extreme micro businesses so super small businesses but the concept that we're talking about really is just as relevant to the purchase of a larger online business as it is to a small online business and the concept is really all about how you can look at online businesses as providing a lifestyle, so a lifestyle option as opposed to the, your uh, usual bricks and mortar business. So Jared now coaches people, and his um, passion is all about how people can replace their current income, quit their job like he did. so he he was a plumber, replaced his income, and quit his job to live a lifestyle that he loves. So in this episode, we talk about some revenue models, say for example, membership models. And as you'll hear, even though we're talking about very small purchase sizes, it certainly provides, I think, a bit of food for thought in terms of what is available there in the online space as an alternative type of business model to our bricks and mortar businesses and how buying those sorts of businesses can also be done as a bit of a side hustle. All right. Well, without further ado, let's talk to Jared. Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to The Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real-life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host,
1: Joanna Oki.
0: Jared, welcome on board to The Deal Room Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Greatly appreciate it, Joanna.
0: My absolute pleasure. I'm really interested in this topic and, you know, having a podcast. You've got a podcast, so you're probably the same as me. Podcasts can become a bit of a passion project. They let you just chat about things you're interested in with people that you're interested in. So, I'm interested in this whole online business stuff. So, hopefully our audience is as well. (laughs) So, I'm glad to have you on the show. So, Jared, maybe kick it off by maybe telling us a little bit about yourself, your background and what brought you to the online business space.
1: Sure. So, my background is uh, I'm a plumber, construction plumber uh, from the Gold Coast, Australia, and I was you know, I started off in the apprenticeship straight out of school. Actually, I was still in school when I started and uh, did my apprenticeship, started working my way up and uh, became a site supervisor and foreman and all that sort of stuff and, and was working on bigger projects and hospitals and all those fun sorts of jobs. But I really got over the, uh, the grind of, of working, um, you know, labor work day in, day out. And I decided enough was enough. And I just used to just quit my job and then go away and travel. And then I'd come home broke or a little bit of money and I need to work again. I did that four or five times. And, uh, you know, over the course of eight years, I've been to a fair few countries now and done a lot of traveling. One of my trips, I was way in Egypt and I realized ah, I can't go back to this plumbing thing. Like, I realized that I was, I thought I was running away from my job, but I was actually running away from my life. And because I didn't like it, I didn't like where I was at. I decided I needed a goal. Like, what's my goal going to be? So I thought, all right, well, What do I actually want to do with my life? And the first logical thing was like, I just want to travel the world and have fun. And to do that, I probably need an online business so I can travel and and be location independent. So I literally jumped jumped on Google and I typed in these words, how to travel the world and make money online. (laughs)
0: I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what did Google say? What was Google's answer to this?
1: <laughs> yeah, Google, Google shared with me people that were just travel blogging and living this luxurious lifestyle of a travel blogger. And I'm like, that's it. That's me. I put my hand up. I'm gonna go hard at travel blogging, right? So I did that. Everybody said it was it would be really hard work. I'm like, bring it on. Like I was just like a young male with an ego, just like, I got this. And realized that it was hard, and most people said you wouldn't make much money within the first, you know, two year to year and a half, two years. And uh, I started making a little bit of money in my first couple of months. wasn't very good, and had to go back regrettably to the job uh, as a plumber. And I was travel blogging and then traveling and then plumbing, and it just wasn't authentic because I looked like I was living this lavish lifestyle, like every single travel blogger. But the truth is, most aren't like a high percentage art. And uh, I realized that, well, this isn't actually going to allow me to have that goal of traveling the world and making money online because yeah, I make a little bit of money, but it's not sustainable. So I stopped that and that was really hard since putting so much time and effort into it. And I decided, all right, I'm going to start my own website business. Here we go. And I did that and I failed that one as well. And I came across at some stage, I was like, I really wanted to work, make this work and I knew I needed to make money online and I came across a quote that, or a stat that was like, 90% of all startups fail. And I thought, and this is where the light bulb came to me and I was like, well, if 90% of startups fail, why don't I just go and buy a website business that's past that 90% failure rate. So I jumped onto my, um, my best friend, uh, Google, and I found out if I could buy websites and different marketplaces came up, you could go away and buy online businesses and I bought one. Yeah, well, I taught myself how to buy one over six, the six to eighth month period, and then I bought one, and it went really well. And then I bought another one.
0: So going back, what was that first online business that you bought?
1: Then a first online business was a membership uh, business where people could come and pay to become a member uh, monthly or different subscription models for that, and then they would get information from people that were resellers or wholesalers, so they could start their own dropshipping site. That was my first one, and then uh, and
0: and and so just digging into that a little bit. So, firstly, where, where did you find that site when you bought it? Uh,
1: there's a place called Flipper, F L I P P A dot com.
0: Ah, oh, yep. okay. So you found it on Flipper, okay, right? And then and and can I ask how much you paid for it? Yeah, is that something you're willing to talk about?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Fifteen thousand dollars.
0: Okay. All right. And so, so you paid 15,000 for this first membership site and you obviously thought it was a good idea because it sounds like you're saying you now went in to buy multiple of them. So what was it about buying this website that really worked for you?
1: Well, it ticked my I had lifestyle goals and I had financial goals. I didn't really know that these were categories that I would form later on in my teachings. But that's what we really need to do when we have any investments to be able to achieve those lifestyle goals and financial goals. And that's what it was doing. It was giving me a 30% return on my investment per year. And I was able to run the business from anywhere I wanted. So I could come home from work and do a little bit of work online and build the business up.
0: Oh right. So you were sort of working and this was this was a side hustle at the at, at that point.
1: Yeah, it was a side hustle. So I bought my first one and then I was still plumbing and then I bought another one and I was still plumbing. And then that's when I was like, well, hang on, I'm making more money from my two businesses now than I am from a full time gig as a foreman.
0: Wow. And sorry, I want to go back and dig more. So sorry if I'm really harping on this first one. So what was what was the revenue at the time of this membership site that you paid 15 grams for?
1: I think I was probably making like five grand a year from it, net profit, around net profit. So the revenue.
0: Right. Okay.
1: The rev was probably like six grand. It was quite a high profit margin business because it was basically information that had already been set up. So there wasn't a whole lot of costs involved in it, which is good. And I wasn't, you know, pushing it through paid marketing.
0: Right. So it was making six grand a month or six grand a year?
1: So about six grand a year.
0: Six grand a year. It was was its revenue. Okay, all right. So, and you picked that up for fifteen grand. Okay, but you were then able to make this revenue, you know, on the side while you're off um, in your plumbing gig. And so then now you've bought a second one. And what did the second one do?
1: The second one um, was I spent a fair bit of time doing research and due diligence on this one, and it gave me a hundred percent return on my investment in, on seven in seven months. Wow, and that was just. Amazing, like that was, and I didn't expect that. I was expecting to get another 30% return on my investment per year. You know, normally at this stage, businesses were, you know, you're able to buy website businesses and get, you know, a 24 month multiple to a 30 month multiple, which is uh, 30 you know, 30 months worth of average net income per month, and so yeah, it was. I was just expecting to get like my return back in two to three years. And <laughs> when I bought the business, some great things happened. Like I, I changed a few things and it wasn't just because of like, hey, look at me, I, I did really well. But it was a, there was a bit of luck in there as well on on how it, how I got that return right quite quickly.
0: And, and what did it do? So what kind of business was it? The first one was a membership business, but what what was this second one?
1: The second one was uh, selling tailored made suits and shirts I basically had, uh, it was an Aussie couple that set it up and they were always getting, you know, tailored suits and shirts and stuff over in Bangkok and coming back to Melbourne and a lot of their friends were like, hey, we really like this sort of stuff and can you get us some? They're really cheap. And they started a business from there.
0: Oh, right.
1: Yeah. And they built it up and uh, they they had a store. The store wasn't very viable uh, financially and they got rid of the store and just kept it online Uh, and then I came along and I took it off them from there.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So now you've got two website businesses, online businesses, and are you? How many hours a week did each of these require of your time?
1: Um, like, I could just spend maybe five hours a week on them if I wanted to.
0: Right. Each or yeah. both together?
1: Both together. Like, I was I was, to to run them and maintain them. Uh, like, I could spend maybe two three hours a week, but if I wanted to grow them a little bit, I could put more in. So that's what I was doing.
0: Yeah. 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 So, you've got a couple down and you're like, why am I still going into work now? I'm guessing. Is, is that what happened?
1: Yeah. I was. It was quite funny. I was going to work and I was telling people and they're like, well, they didn't believe me because I was still working. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, I, I really wanted to ensure that I didn't put too much financial pressure on myself to go, I've really got to make sure these businesses work. And I didn't want to come back to work with my tail between my legs. I wanted to make sure I did it right until... My income was higher and then yeah, I was I got to the end of the year. I was like, I'm done. And I washed my hands with it and uh went traveling. <laughs> <How>
0: fabulous. <laughs> I love it. How many businesses did you have at that point when you quit your job and hit the travel path?
1: Yeah. So when I hit my ch- achieved my goals, I had two businesses at that time. So
0: it was that two point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so what next then?
1: So I I went to like a, a a training um like a seminar thing uh, retreat in Thailand and I got invited to this business retreat and a lot of people found out what I was doing and like hey like you should you should definitely teach this sort of stuff like you should jump up here and teach I'm like oh yeah cool and they were really like getting getting into my ear about like you should do like you should definitely teach your stuff and I'm like okay and um, I thought about it I started in my head started thinking about different things that I would do and how I would teach and coach and whatever it was and then. Uh, I was just in travel mode though. And I was like, I just want to have fun and, and, and live and enjoy and do me first. So I did that for a year and a half. And uh, in the first sort of three months, I bought another business because I was like, oh, i got some cash here. Let's buy something else and um, get, a, get more of an income stream. And so I bought my third business and just traveled for about a year and a half uh, through Asia and through central and south america just surfing my brains out cuz i'm obsessed with surfing <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's then i came home and then i started um, helping and teaching people
0: yeah fabulous
1: because like people started asking me when i was away like like how do you travel for so long and you know not work and i said oh, i own a couple of businesses and like what do you mean like i'm like oh i just own these website businesses I'm like how did you grow them i was like oh no i just bought them off this website and like what you can buy websites off brokerage websites and stuff. I'm like, yeah, just check out this thing and have a look at yourself. And like, man, you like what sort of business should I buy? Like, so then I started like getting questions and answers that I needed to give to people when I was going to start coaching and teaching. And I started you know, mapping that out when I was away and then I came home and just and really built it from there.
0: Mm. So you now have a membership where you coach people on doing this. Is that right? Buying, buying websites and, and then selling them or is it about flipping them or is it more about buying, buy and hold?
1: It really depends. So, yeah, I've got a, membership, I've got a um, community and that's at buying online businesses and it's just people's strategies can be they can buy and hold, which is what I like to do. Or you can buy and sell, buy and renovate and flip. So they call it website flipping. So you can do that um, or you can buy businesses and then you could possibly buy a bolt-on business to that one and help each business grow together, You know, feed each other type thing. So there's different strategies. What I am mainly focused on is just teaching people to buy them and through that phase, they start to learn how to grow them as well through different things like SEO and digital marketing and all that sort of stuff. So,
0: mm. how many um, of these businesses do you have now? How many online businesses are you holding at the moment?
1: Three at the moment.
0: Three. Okay. All right. Fabulous. What's the what you categorizes the kind of People that are, are drawn to this as a as a type of business or as a thing to do. Who what comprises your membership? I guess.
1: So initially, I was just teaching um, people that was very similar to me. Just young tradies wanting to not have to be have broken bodies by the time they retire and not be able to you know run around and chase their kids and not have time for their friends and family. And that's something that I realised is you can always earn more money, but you can't have more time. And I realized that, you know, since spending so much time overseas with just random people and doing these absolutely amazing experiences, they were great. But the most valuable thing in life, I believe, is experiences and time with the people you actually love. And that's my demographic is people that want to get out of the 9 to 5 grind type thing and buy businesses that can allow them to have the lifestyle so they can spend more time with their friends and their family.
0: Mm. And are there any like amazing sort of success stories that um, you've seen or heard of in your community or outside of your community that have really struck you? There's
1: so many. Um, I a couple of my clients, you know, one of my clients, he's a plumber, um, and he very similar to me. Uh, he actually came up and bought me lunch the other week. He lives in Melbourne, and uh, he he was working at the back of his van doing cashiers as a plumber and it blew up and he's like I need to really need to save some money to, to buy a business Jared. I'm like all right cool like these are some of the things you you can do he's like I need to get extra money I need to work harder I'm like yeah you can like st- start to even uber each driving or uber driving or you can get on um, uh, our, uh air tasker or you could do cashes in the afternoon and he was just doing as much work as he could he didn't really have a whole lot of money to pay me at the start but he worked out something well because I really wanted to help this person, and uh, you know he went through. And, and a year later, he's he's bought a business and he's making you know three grand a month. And he came up to me, you know, last week. He's like, "Dude, I'm making a thousand dollars net a week now," and that that to me is like the, the very essence of why I want to do this. Because you're, I'm not just changing his life, but his partner was speaking. She's like, just through everything that he's learned and all the personal development that he's like gotten from you and the community and stuff like that. Is like he's actually like helping and coaching me and then she's coaching her twin sister and that's they're the real case studies like where you're helping like yeah he's making a couple of thousands of dollars a month which is awesome and quit his job great but like you're actually changing human lives here and it's like it's 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 beautiful to do that and there's i've got other people that have made like you know bought their first business and they're making over 10 grand in their first week and stuff like that which is so cool as well but the the main thing is i see is they get to have time with their family from doing these things. And they're people that are in my community. There's other people that have bought businesses that, you know, have flopped and they just didn't know how to do their research and due diligence properly. And then there's other people that have gone away and bought business and become multimillionaires and stuff like that too. So there's a very diverse range.
0: Yeah, right. And and I guess, you know, it's it's important to focus on, you know, I, I guess when you're talking about the example of, of the guy that you helped, who then ended up with you know a 3 grand a month business or whatever it was many people who are listening to this m- might be thinking yeah well I-, I mean you know probably someone can get that working right but but i guess the point here is what you're doing is you're creating replacement income while where people don't have to be out there working, so you're saying that sort of income is um, achievable in two to three hours a week. Is is that the that's the point behind it?
1: Exactly, and so he can make that income in doing five five hours a week, and he can do that. He he wants to move now. He he wants to move to Queensland, and then he wants to go traveling, and he can achieve his real goals. Like yeah, you can get a you can achieve your financial goals through working uh, a regular job for somebody else and that's fine but like if you actually want lifestyle goals then moving to the online space is an amazing platform for that because that's what you can achieve so yeah it's not so much like hey i can make three grand a month which is like you can easily make that from almost any job Mm. um but to be able to make three grand a month and only have to spend you know 20 hours a week i mean 20 hours a month sorry (laughs) i think that's pretty cool right five hours a week
0: Sure, sure. And then obviously, I I guess as you've shown, you can then – uh, leverage that up, go and buy a whole heap of them. But, you know, surely it's not as easy as it sounds just kicking in a couple of hours a week to um, process the payment from all of these people <laughs> who are on the website. So, what are some of the downsides, I, I guess? What, what do people need to look out for? If they're listening to this and they say, you know what, that sounds like a great idea. I'd love to earn a little bit of uh, cash, go traveling, not be not be tied to a particular place and be earning money while I'm um, hopping around the globe. So, I'm going to go buy myself a business and that's uh, an online business and that's just going to make it all happen with a couple of hours a week. What do we need to be looking out for here? What's the, what's the signs of a good versus a bad online business to buy?
1: Great questions. So, as you as you could tell this this person who went from plumber to buying a business and making 3 grand a month it didn't happen like that it it took him a year to learn first you know it's, there's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme right you you need to learn how to buy the businesses and through that phase you learn how to manage them and grow the businesses as well and then your question was like what makes a good business and what makes a bad business the what you need to learn understand and know is how to do research and due diligence to see all right how what are the actual what's the income of the business like what's the revenue what's the expenses and then what's the net profit and then how to properly value that business against you know how well is this business like how highly ranked is this business or website in the search engines and how much traffic is coming to and from the business uh, and then, also, you know what sort of SEO has been done, what sort of marketing has been done, so what makes a bad business is something that you can 't really find out you can 't get all the information and the data from the person who's selling it because that that 's what makes it risky. But when you have full transparency from a vendor or a seller and the broker, it makes it so much better because you can you can see. more of the business and what makes it risky is not knowing how to ask specific questions to the sellers as well uh, to find out the important information you need to know a lot of people like they might just jump on the phone and breeze through a few things but if you can ask the hard questions this is where you get the real answers that you really need to know that's going to help you make a, a conscious decision on investing that in in that type of business and there's many different platforms that some are more preferable platforms as opposed to uh, non-preferable platforms uh, with where you can buy websites from, like different marketplaces and different brokers. Some some brokers have they really hold their reputation and really want to keep their brand, so they make sure they only list really good businesses. And there's other ones that just like, yep, just chuck it up for sale. It's not an easy thing. Like it takes you time. Like when you want to go away and achieve, like get get a goal of a job, you need to go through like four or five years of university, right? It's the same when you want to buy a business, you need to go through a time period and it can be like you can fast track it if you get help from a coach or a mentor, but it still takes you time to get to a point where you can buy a business and do it without risk. And what I say, like everything's risky. Yes, I agree, but all risk is minimized with education, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I guess that's the point of podcasts like this, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Minimising risk through education. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. So, one of the things that you said when you were talking just then was you need to know how to ask the hard questions. So, what's an example of one sort of type of hard question that you might suggest people ask that's out of the norm that maybe they wouldn't think of asking?
1: Yeah. Are there any expenses towards the business that aren't shown up in the in the profit and loss statements, you know, in the financials at all that I should know about that haven't been reflected here? Another one could be is there do you have any relationships or communication or network with or networking or anything with somebody outside of the business that is bringing in income to the business that isn't reflected in what you've presented me? what would you, if you had all the time and all the money and you were to keep this business, why would you, what would you do to grow it? Also, what, why don't you want to keep this business, for example, and digging deeper into like, they might say, "Hi, oh, hey, I don't want to, you know, I, I want the money to build a bigger business or put into my other business. Okay, cool. Like what sort of business is that? How much is it? And then you can really get the real motivator of, because under one motivation, you know there's always a layer deeper and a layer deeper and a layer deeper and if you keep digging and it doesn't have to be an interrogation it can be as a conversation but you you need to listen not to respond but listen to understand
0: yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, you know, obviously the um, the thought process of digging deep into uh, the financials and, and you, you know, I talk about it in terms of understanding what the key value is in a business and understanding how that key value will transfer to you as a buyer, understanding the key risk and understanding the ways in which you can mitigate that risk, once again, moving to you as a buyer. So I, I think, you know, the, the online and offline world are are the same in in that fundamental viewpoint. but obviously you know w- what we're talking about here is uh, online businesses at 15 grand. I mean you, you know I, I don't know of any businesses that are offline that are that cheap. So I guess what we're talking about here is in the online businesses we're talking about you know starting from a super super micro type of business. But, but once again, I guess what I'm honing in on here, you, you know, our listeners might listen to this and say, wow, they're, like, they're super, super micro-businesses. Where's the value equation in going through the process of even thinking through the due diligence sorts of questions you, you know, when we're talking about that size, business, or price? But I guess the point in this is if you can find a number of these businesses that you can then bolt together... And then build your freedom to work from anywhere for any period of time. And you know, to to your point about the benefit of buying something that's set up and and moving, so all you have to do is make tweaks to the system, rather than create something from the ground up, which is obviously a tricky thing to do.
1: Yeah, and for for people that are listening and like, yeah, there, there are the micro businesses, and you could buy multiple businesses for you know thirty grand or fifty grand, and you could have three of them, right? Uh, and that's like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of businesses that may pay you fifty thousand uh, dollars in net profit per year from the three of them. And whilst they may be micro, I don't believe that's the best strategy. Just because I have three businesses doesn't mean it is. It's it's the strategy for everybody. Like I don't have three split focuses because I have other people and teams running those different types of businesses for me. Whereas most people like, all right, I'll just buy another one and another one and bolt them all together. What I would suggest people to do is maybe sell their first one and buy a bigger one and have one focus because what you focus on, you get more of right. And there's not, and it's not for everybody that listening that might have a couple of million dollars as well that want to buy a business, like, there are just pure website businesses out there for sale in between 150 grand up into like $15 million as well. So there's not like I started off at the micro stage for sure, because I didn't have a whole lot of cash as well at that time. And I wanted to, wanted to dip my toe in. And I find that's the best sort of price point to sort of dip your toe in. And then you can, you can start scaling up and buying bigger and bigger businesses up into the million plus dollar range.
0: Mm, Fabulous. Okay, wonderful. Well, look, this has been a very interesting um, sort of excursion into this online business side. Is there anything, you you know, any sort of lessons or information that um, you want to leave our audience with thinking about?
1: Yeah, is that just know that when you, it's like what I do is it's kind of like investing in property, right? But what I do is I teach people to buy digital property, and it's much the same. And the thing is, you can look at a couple of businesses, and they may not be the best investments. The, anybody that you know listens to this show, they they know not to go away and invest with their emotions, right? Because investing shouldn't be done with emotions. But that's something to always be conscious of. And there's a Trump, um, Donald Trump quote that's like sometimes the best investments are the ones we never make, and. The biggest thing that I see is when people first go and they find these types of online businesses, they look at the multiples and they look at the returns that are being made and dollar signs, like they see dollar signs and they get to it and it's like, this is such a good investment, like I have to buy it. But to be able to step outside and have somebody else look at the business or for you to not be embedded and entrenched in the emotional and being in an emotional state saying I really need this, but to put yourself out of it and say like is this something that's really going to be able to help me achieve my lifestyle and financial goals if so great do it if it's like maybe yes no maybe just cut it straight away and go back to the drawing board and find something else
0: fabulous okay and look if people want to find you jared where can they do that
1: sure so i've got my podcast it's buying online businesses you can listen into that one uh it's also on my website, buyingonlinebusinesses.com. You can find all of my stuff there or just type in my full name in social media, which is Jared Krauss.
0: Excellent. Wonderful. And that is a super URL, buyingonlinebusinesses.com. Yeah. That must have been wildly expensive. How, how did you happen upon that
1: URL? It was so expensive. I actually just jumped onto GoDaddy and it cost me like $15, 20 Stop
0: it. No one else had buyingonlinebusinesses.com. <laughs>
1: Yeah. There was a few different ones that I was going to go with and I thought, no, that that one just makes sense because that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. And yeah, no one had it. At and that was when did I buy it? Maybe three or four years ago. And yeah, I was pretty happy to get it.
0: <laughs> amazing, isn't it? It's so amazing what you can pick up still in this URL space.
1: There's still some gold domains out there and people actually invest in buy and sell domains. So yeah, right. That's another type of investment some of the audience maybe which I'm not.
0: (laughs) Fabulous. Well, thanks, Jared. Um, I really appreciate you coming on board. It was an interesting discussion.
1: It was. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you having me.
0: Well, that's it for our episode of The Deal Room Podcast with Jared Krause of buyingonlinebusinesses.com. If you'd like more information about this topic or if you'd like to find out a little bit more about buying online businesses and want to be hooked up with Jared, just check out our show notes or head over to our website at www.thedealroompodcast.com. There, you'll also be able to find details of how to contact our legal eagles at Aspect Legal. If you are thinking about buying a business or selling a business, uh, we would love to help you. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, then please head over to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or your other favourite podcast player and make sure you look for us and hit subscribe. And while you're there, why don't you leave us a review if you're enjoying what you're listening to? Well, thanks again for listening in. Hope to see you next time on The Deal Room podcast, a podcast that's proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.